Do you always go past? How many people know that you don't stop at the problem, but God wants you to go past, to think up ahead and think past the problem that's ahead of you? Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast, vidcast. Honk out there in the parking lot. Come on, we'd love to hear from you. <laughs> if you're ever in the area, we encourage you to come on in. I can promise you this. We'll make you feel right at home. Don't forget about our daily podcast, vidcast that me and my brother do uh, Monday through Friday. And uh, it's a daily devotional. Uh, daily Bible study, whatever you want to call it. You get on YouTube and you search, search up daily devotional. We come up number one through whatever. And uh, we start your day off with a scripture. We pray over your day. And uh, it's just a great way to kind of five, six days a week to kind of get encouraged and built up. So uh, they all are getting on this, this new fancy airplane. It's all aerodynamic and, and they're walking in and there's like a robot that greets them as they walk in. There's, there's these little robots and animation and everybody sits down and then uh, they begin to go, where are, you know, I didn't see no people, you know, no, there's no, no flight attendants, and I didn't see the pilot, and all of a sudden a video pops up, and it's a robot, and it says, you know, today you are flying on the very first animated flight, there's absolutely uh, no humans that'll be on this flight, uh, flying it, or taking care of your drinks or anything, everything will be automated in this uh, flight. And we have taken extensive studies and, and tests, and we've had nothing fail in this. And so we want you to sit back and relax and enjoy your flight, your flight, your flight, your flight, your flight. Come on, who's ready for the word today? Come on, somebody in the house. Open up your Bibles. Uh, let's go to Psalms 100. Our series is uh, called Boomerang. Basically, what I throw out is what comes back to me. You know, if you're not enjoying the things that are coming back to you in your world, then you can change that by simply changing what you're throwing out. If I throw out hate and I throw out discouragement and I throw out a bad attitude, don't be surprised that in time those things come back to you. But if I begin to throw out some love and encouragement, some mercy, I throw out some joy, I throw out my best, and I, I throw out something different in time, what I give comes back. Luke 6.38 is our staple scripture in this series. And it says, we are taught that, well, give and it will be given to you a good man. Whatever they put up there, like Anchorman, I'll just read it. And so... <laughs> give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your world, into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So this is my measure. And so if I measured with hate, then hate is what's going to come back. If I measure discouragement, discouragement comes back. But as we found out, that I just got to flip it. You know, the world has a way and God has a way. And I just flip it. And all of a sudden, I begin to throw out different things. And the measure that I give, God says, it's going to begin to come back to you into every area of your life. Life is not about what you get. Life is always about what you give. 
It is. The best, the happiest people in this world are not the ones with the most money. They're the ones that are doing the most giving in the world that they are. Those are the ones that are full of joy and happiness. And as we talked about last week, it's not about the money. The world wants to make it all about the money. And what can I give? I can't give any money, so I don't. But you, thought, you saw that Peter, as they were going up to church, there was a man that had been handicapped his whole life. They're asking for money. And Peter says, Silver and gold I have not. I'm not giving you silver and gold today. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And he gave him the ability to walk through the healing miracle power of God. We walk through the world going, well, I ain't got nothing to give. And so oftentimes we hold back some of the best things that we have to give. The most priceless things that you have. You know what's better than money? is giving somebody some hope. Giving somebody some joy. Giving, I mean, we're not running out of smiles out there. We got all the smiles in the world. Smiling's my favorite. Anybody else think smiling's my favorite? And we smile and we encourage. And you know what? It's funny as I've been doing this now and smiling, and people aren't very smiley right now. I don't know if you all noticed that. There's not a whole lot of smiles. I went into a bank this last week, and I walked in, and there was a line, right? It's not much of a line, but it is when you're six foot apart. And so there's, and so there's some people, they turned around, and I got the mask on, but I still, you know, you smile with your eyes, and I'm like, hey! I said, how y'all doing? And uh, nothing. You'd have thought I was robbing the place. Like, they just looked at me, and then they just turned back around, and so I got, I was standing there in line, and then the door opens, and somebody comes in, and, and it was a, a very pretty young lady, not as pretty as my wife, but a, a, I got eyes, and so I see, and so it's a pretty lady. It's just, it is what it is. And so I said, hi, right, right, because I say hi to ugly people and to pretty people. I say hi to everybody. I know, you say, not just, to the, not just to the doggos, I say it to everybody. And so I said, hi, and she said, Hi back. It was a very nice, friendly hi. And I'm like, cool. So then I went back, you know, and I'm here in line, and I'm, on, I'm doing some stuff on my phone, and, and uh, then the line moves up one, and I move up, and all of a sudden, I feel, boop. And I went, I just imagine that. Obviously, I imagine that. Like, that doesn't happen, right? And so I'm going like that. I wait a little longer, and then I hear a little boop, boop. It's like a double boop, and I went, and then I, then I just get mad at myself. I'm like, really? I put out the vibe? I know better than to put out the vibe. Come on, Scott. As hot as you are, you've got to learn to hold that back sometimes. That's not fair. No, I'm going to break another heart, right? That's all that's going to happen. And so I'm standing there, and I'm like, this is my heart. I'm like, I'm, this is awkward. And so then I like hold my hand up so I can show my ring a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, and I'm like, this is weird. And then all of a sudden, it was like another boop, boop. And so now I'm like, okay, well, now I'm going to have to turn around, and I'm going to have to explain to this young lady. I don't know, you know, sorry. I'm taken, right? And so I turn around like this, and she's like six foot back there. And I'm like, well, that's weird. She must have really long arms. And I look over, and there's a little kid right here. And he keeps, I guess he, he wants me. He's like, can I have some money? I'm like, no. I don't know what that story has to do with anything. But anyway, what we give. I thought I was getting picked up on the bank, and I wasn't. I was getting annoyed by a little kid. Last week we talked about, oh, my God, that was so embarrassing. Uh, we talked about giving to others, and this week I'm, I want to change. It's, it's one of the most important things that we do give to others for our Father God, but this week I want to talk about giving to God. 
right? I, I give to everybody else. And I'm, once again, I'm not talking about silver and gold. Because right away when I say that, people are like, oh, he's talking about money. No, no, no. I'm talking about things that are more important to God than silver and gold. God's got silver and gold. He don't need your silver and gold. He needs our heart is what he needs. And so there's some bigger things in life that we all have available to us. Because once again, when our money, our mind's on our money and our money's on our mind, right, we're like, well, I can't give to God. And we miss out on some of the greatest gifts that God is looking for. And we find this in Psalms 100. There are three things that we'll talk about today that we can give to God. Psalms 100 says, shout. Somebody say, shout. For the joy to the Lord, all the earth, that's us included, continue, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with a joyful song. You know, often, most of the time, I, can I say this to a lot of Christians? Not you all, but there are Christians out there. The times they turn to God is not a joyful song. It's what was me and why is everything happening? And where are you, God? And God says, I love it when you come to me with a good attitude. When you come with a little excitement, a joyfulness in your song. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all the generations. Number one, we find it in there. And you'll find it all throughout the scripture. It's one of the big things that David was great at. It was number one is give God thanks. Enter into his courts with thanksgiving, right? I love it when my kids come up to me and they're thankful. I, may, I don't know if you have kids out there, but a lot of times the kids aren't thankful. It's about what they don't have in this world. Where I, you know, because they got big problems. We're out of milk, right? My shoes are all, right? But when my kids come to me with a grateful heart, thank you, dad, for even just being a great dad. As I was tucking Savvy in last night, and she's like, dad, thank you for being such a great dad. It's something amazing, when a child, right, when we come to God with some gratefulness. I like to start my day off and I like to finish my day off with the three F's of thankfulness is what I like to give to God. I like to thank God for my family. Thank you, God. And family to me is my friends, of course, my immediate family, and then my church family that God has given me, each and every one of you, to be a part of my life. Those of you online, come on, those honkers out there in the parking lot, anybody out there? My church family. Thank you, God. For the family, every one of the gifts that you have given me. Thank you, God, for the favor that is on my life. I have favor wherever I go. Thank you, God, ahead of time. Because favor to me means all-encompassing. It's the, the health in my body. It's the health in my finances. It's the prosperity in my life. It's the people that love me and enjoy me. It's that, that I go forth and, and God seems to just bring people across my path to help my purpose and my destiny. Thank you, God, for the favor. And then thank you, God, for my future. I think it's important that I thank God for what's up ahead. God, you are doing some great things ahead of me right now. You're putting some pieces in place. You are getting some people in order, Lord. Those people that are against me, you're working some things out, right? In the name of Jesus, you go before my day, my week, my month, and my year, and you make it amazing. These are things to be thankful that what God is doing in our life. Number two. Number two, we find out, we see in there, is praise. Right? I enter into his courts with thanksgiving in my heart, into his gates with praise. Praise is important. Right? As, as I go forth, God loves it. Right? You find it all throughout the scripture of being able to praise God. 
be able to be thankful to God. It's one thing to be thankful and to be able to praise God when you're on the mountaintops, right? But my question to you today is, can you praise Him when you're in the valleys? Can you praise Him when you're in the pit, in a sense? You know, when, when Joseph got the dream that he would be running the show in a lot of ways, I bet you he was just happy and praising God. But then he gets by his brothers, they throw him in the pit to kill him. And my question is, can you praise him in the pit when things aren't going the way that you thought they should go? David is an incredible example of this, that David praised God when he was anointed. He praised God when he had slayed the giant through God. And he also praised God when all of Israel was trying to kill him, when everything was against him, when he lost it all, he still found himself thanking and praising God. And what I have found in my life is that praise seems to precede victory. That praise always seems to go ahead. When I find a way to praise God in whatever's going on in my life, right? Watch the scripture here in Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him then let us continually, somebody say continually, Offer up a sacrifice. That's the key word there. A sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of my lips that acknowledge his name. Anybody out there have some times, maybe in this year or last year, where it was a sacrifice to praise? You're like, oh my God, everything is not going the way that it's supposed to be. Right? But in those times, are you able to offer God that sacrifice where it almost hurts to say, God, you are a great God. God, you are working. I love my God. I serve an amazing God and an unbelievable, a breakthrough God. God, you are a God that protects me and my home and my family. Lord, you are my God. Are you able to praise God in the times where things are not going the way that you think they should go. When things are going backwards, are you able to still praise God? Your praise is the thing that precedes your victory, right? You got the doctor's report and it wasn't good, but you decided you're going to be different. You're not going to whine about it and complain about it, but you're going to praise God until you get the new doctor report. You got the teenager out there that ain't listening, going their own direction, but I'm going to be the person that praises God that he is watching over my teenager, that those old relationships that are tearing them down, are going to, they're going to fight and be angry and they're going to break those relationships off. And God, you got the right relationships for my children. They are growing in the midst of this storm in their life. I praise God. Right? What did Paul and Silas do? They were doing everything right. They're preaching the gospel, doing what God said. They get thrown into jail. And what do they do? They whine and they complain and talk about how bad it is. And it's all these fault. And it's this political party's fault. It's this political party's fault. It's everybody. Or did they sit in their jail cell, chained up and shackled up and praise God with all of their soul and all of their might. At the bottom of everything, and it looked like they were going to be killed in the next morning, but that's all right. We're going to praise God all the way until we get into heaven. And you found as they praised God, the shackles of their life uh, just fell off of them. So I wonder if there's some people maybe watching or in the house, you're dealing with addictions, and you know, you complain long enough about the addiction and how they run your life. What if you just were able to praise God right now until those shackles that are holding you down just fell off? Come on, what if you just praise God in the midst of your depression until that, that thing that holds you back in your soul and keeps you so unhappy just falls right off of you? And you decided that I'm not going to complain in the midst of my junk, but I'm going to be a person that offers God up a sacrifice 
of praise. It's a sacrifice that you do in the middle of the mess that you're in. And everybody in the office is against you and everybody talks about you. But you know what? I'm the person that gives God the praise. You know, in when you, the race cars and, and the Indy 500, they have what's called the pit stop. We all know about the pit stop. Now, it would be great if you didn't have to stop, right? Because when I stop, I kind of, people are passing me by. You'll see that. Somebody's in first, they stop, and all of a sudden, they're in 15th, right? But if you kept going, right, without having that pit stop, then you would never finish the race. There has to be a season and a time when they go in, they get the wheels done, they look at the engine, they do some tweaking on different things, they change the tires, they do all the stuff they have to do, and then off they start, right? Off they go. It's not a pit end. See, I think oftentimes we get into a pit stop and our mentality is a pit end, right? We pull our car in and then we're just like, well, I'm never going to go anywhere. Everything is going backwards. It doesn't matter. You just get out of the car. You're like, I'm not even going to stay in the car. It doesn't even matter. I'm not going to stay on the path. This path doesn't even work. When all it is was a pit stop that God had for you. It was a time to refresh, to get some things new in your life, to get some new ideas and some new things so that you could go even further. David or Joseph, at the end of his life, he said, you know what, come to find out, me being sold into slavery was actually God's plan. So what I thought was a pit end was just a pit stop where God was placing me exactly where he needed me to place because God didn't need me to, to, save, to be in charge of Israel. He needed me to be in charge of Egypt and to save Israel. And sometimes, come on somebody out there, sometimes we get a pit stop and we get whining and complaining instead of just simply praising God that God is doing some big things in our life. You know, when Joseph was thrown into the pit, uh, his brothers were going to kill him. And I thought it was interesting that Judah was the one that said to the brothers, hey, you know what? What if we didn't kill him, right? Just spitballing here, guys. And uh, what if we instead sold him into slavery and made a profit out of that? The word, the name Judah means to praise. I thought it was interesting that praise went before Joseph and changed the minds of the people around him that were trying to kill him. See, when I praise, I don't even realize it, that it's going forth like a boomerang. And that praise that I'm giving to God is changing the people in the office. It's changing my boss. It's changing some things in corporate. Come on, it's changing things around. I didn't even know it that my Judah is going forth, that I'm giving God a sacrifice of praise. Try it this week. Try it. I work very hard and I'm pretty dang good at in every circumstance of my life to find a way to give God some praise. Sometimes it's a sacrifice. Sometimes it's easy when you're on the mountaintop, but sometimes it is that sacrifice of praise. But I believe that praise precedes my victory. I send my praise out there. You know that the Israelites, it was so important for their victory that they, say, they sent the praise team out ahead of the army. That's backwards. That doesn't even make any sense. Because in our mind, it's backwards. Why would I praise God when everything is going bad? And God says, if you'll send the praise team out, because Israel was not that strong of an army, but they were unstoppable when God was working with them. So it's not what I can do about this problem. It's what God can do through me. So I begin to send my praise up ahead because God, I can't do this. I can't break through. I, don't, I can't have a good 2021, right, based on everything going on around me. And God says, you don't have to. I'll make a great 2021 for you. All I need you to do is send your praise up ahead. Begin to throw some praises up ahead in your week, in my month, in my year. Send some praises in your marriage. Send some praises over your teenager. You begin to offer God that sacrifice of praise. Number three, 
I like this one. This is a subject, I, I've never taught about this uh, before, but number three is, starts off in the beginning of Psalms 100, shout of praise. A shout of praise. For somebody like me, I'm a little quiet and reserved, like a little bit, like I don't like to shout and to scream uh, out in the Walmart or anywhere else, right? But it's interesting that he says, give God a shout of praise. You see that for Jericho, they marched around the walls many times, and the walls didn't come down because they were doing, right, the, the thing to the T that oftentimes we get methodical, and God said to do this, and so I'm doing this. He said, go to church, and I'm tithing, and so, right? But nothing changed. Yes, we still do the things that the Bible talks about, but nothing changed until there was a shout, right? It was the shout that came out that made a difference. It was the shout that brought the walls down. For Israel, they were trying to get to all the promises God had, but Jericho was standing in its way. And I wonder for many of us, we have things that have been standing in our way, things that, that have kept us from what, and we have the list. I do this, pastor, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this. And it's in the Bible, so I'm wondering if we need to have a little shout of praise in our life to bring down some of those barriers that have been holding us back. I got my dad, he's coming up here. He's been doing judo for 60-some years. Where are you at, Papas? I hope he came out. Well, this is going to be very... Where are you at, Dad? He's coming. He's going to have his full judo. He's been doing judo, black belt. The founder, if you don't know, the founder of the church, the best dad in the world. He's, so, he's in his judo outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the sun. Pastor said. You know, in judo and in karate, the haya, right? It's a shout that they do before anything has changed. Nothing's changed, and they let out a shout, right? And one of the things that science has shown is that shout releases an adrenaline inside of you, gives you even more strength. And I wonder if a shout of phrase releases an adrenaline into our spirit of something that's going to come. But I, what I studied out, here's the three things that they believe that uh, uh, the shout adds in judo and karate. Number one, that it, uh, it, it focuses. So the shout is meant to focus me, not on the problem, not on the circumstance, but it's meant to give me a focus of the victory and the breakthrough that I need to have. And so it changes my focus from my problem to my solution. And I believe that a shout to God can take me off of the problems that are around me and get me focused on the solution of what God has for my life. Amen. Number two, it's an intimidation. Right? Come on, it's intimidating. Number three, it's disheartening. When the devil hears you shouting and hears us all screaming on a Sunday, he's like, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think it's any good. <laughs> right? You ever been passing by like a, like a, like a, a field where uh, kids are playing, like a, a high school Mountain View, and all of a sudden there's a shout going on. You're like, I don't know what's going on, but something good's about to happen. Something big's about to happen. You're at, you're at the Suns game. They haven't even scored the basket. They're coming down with the ball, and we're already up. We're already screaming. We're all excited about the possibilities of what's ahead. And I wonder if a shout to God sometimes reminds us of the possibilities of what God wants to do, the breakthrough that he has for our life, the big things that he wants to do for us. So my dad is going to, at 76 going to break this. Uh, now, now, hold on. Before we do this, 
Before we do this one, there is a story. A few years ago, me and dad, right, we had a bag, <laughs> and we were, we were working out together, right? So he held the bag, and I got up, with the, I had the gloves on, I'm all pop, 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 right? And I'm working out a little bit. I go my little way, and then it was my turn, or his turn. So I went over, and I'm holding the bag like this, and my dad goes, bop, bop, and then he kicks. We're not kicking. There was no kick. Nobody told me about a kick. At 74 years old, his kick is probably just as powerful as it was when he was 30, but it's not as accurate as it was when he was 30. So he misses the bag. His knee hits the bag, and his foot comes around the bag. And it, I'm going to tell you where it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me here. And it didn't hit me here. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so what you kept saying. <laughs> Praise the Lord, I'm done having kids. But anyway. So and today. Dad, you know. All right, Papa. Now, you want me to hold it like, wait, you said like this. Yes, nice and tight. And uh, Come over a little closer. You're going to do both? Let's do this I'm one. in the middle. You're this gonna, is not going to turn out well. Do that one there. And you're going to come over here closer. How about like that? Okay. It is all about focus. Focuses everything. You, are you ready? I don't know. I think I'm ready. <laughs> you always swing for deeper than the. You always, now he's saying, this is good though. You always, you always go past. How many people know that you don't stop at the problem, but God wants you to go past, to think up ahead and think past the problem that's ahead of you? <laughs> Come on, somebody, give the Lord a hand clap. How many people know that there's a home field advantage? Science has proved this, right? They, they've done all the stats that there's an advantage to home field. And you and I have a home field advantage on this earth. You were designed to subdue it and to have dominion on this earth. And it's time that we let the devil know with our cheers and our shouts that you have already lost, that you are underneath my feet. I already got victory. I already got everything that I need in this lifetime. I let God know. Come on, somebody in this house. I think we need to shout right now. Somebody stand to their feet and give God a shout to break off the holes of your life. Let the enemy know that we've already won. Come on, let the enemy know that cancer can't live in this body. That diabetes can't be in this body. That my family is coming back together. Let God know, give a shout of praise, not to the problem, but past the problem. All the way that the enemy runs scared and afraid. We gotta let a shout out when we come in God's house. You praise God at the top of our lungs. But Pastor, I'm a little reserved. I don't know about you, but I've been to a lot of sport games where some of the most reserved older women are screaming at the top of their lungs. They're doing the Macarena and throwing their hands in the air. They got their fingers up, right? Because they're anticipating something big to happen. Are you anticipating something big in 2021 to happen? I'm not saying go out and scream in the IHOP. But I think there are times for you and I when we enter into God's house. See, I don't scream for the team just walking down the road. But when I get into God's house, remember heart for the house. I get in God's house. What a great time for us as a church 
to let the enemy know that we're about to score, that something big is about to happen, that this body is healthy and whole, that my purpose is up ahead of me, my family is coming back together, that this marriage is getting restored. I let out such a scream that gets my focus off of the problem and on the solution, that my scream is letting my life know that I'm going to not just get to, but I'm going to break through the barriers that are in my life. And I want to end this service, if we can, as a church. I want people driving by to hear us. I'd love to do a 10 seconds of shout and praise. And as we're doing this, be shouting about what's going to break off of your life. Be shouting about the victory. Shout some praises. Shout a thank you. Come on, church. Ready? One, two, three. Come on. I shout it right now for finances. I shout the blessing. I shout the victory. I shout a thank you. I shout to the glory. I shout to the amazing. I shout to you, God. You are an amazing, unbelievable God in my life. A victorious 2021. The best 2021 is up ahead. We as a church are breaking through all of the barriers. I knew you guys couldn't hold it to just 10 seconds. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know where you're going to end up one day when you die, I want to give you that opportunity to get saved. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. I get it. You're going to make some more mistakes. We all do. But it doesn't take away your salvation. When I believe, I'm saved. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart and you're saved. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. Make sure you get yourself in a church. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.